Peggy, I think I got something to say to you. Good morning, you have found NH Unscripted. I am your Rod Stewart lookalike host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the Icelandic conditions of WKXL Studios in Concord. For those of you who still own radio, you can find us at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. Those are both in the Concord area. And 101.9 FM in Manchester for all you angels down there. And you know what? For those of you who only live by URLs, we can be found at www.nhtalkradio.com. All right. Get that business out of the way. In studio with me this morning is Andrew Gibson. Good morning, sir. Morning, Ray. Before we go too far, I have to thank my sponsor, LRFence.com. Lakes Region Fence in Guilford. God, I love those guys and I love the work they do. Listen, you want a great date night? Here's what you do. Turn on the lava lamp, warm up the waterbed, put on the incense, and then you and your beautiful, whoever it would happen to be, nestle on down and pull up the covers and go out to LRFence.com and spend the next few hours looking at fence porn. Oh, my God. It's a night made in heaven. You will be the talk of the party, I am telling you. Think of all the great things you'll find out there. I'm telling you, they do great work. Matt and his crew do unbelievable great work. And you know what? There's a link out there, lrfence.com, where you can get a free estimate, and they will actually call you back. Yeah, yeah. Hello, plumbers. Hello, electric. Are you guys listening to me? They call you back. They will actually reach out. All right. We love Matt. We love Lakes Region Fence in Guilford. LRFence.com. LRFence.com for the hottest date you'll ever have. Take it from me. I'm a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Yeah. Happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Dude, wait. I got something for you. Oh, okay. I cannot let this go by. I brought treats. Look. <laughs> Necco wafers and what is this? Laffy Taffy. Oh, look at that. Which one would you like? I, I'm actually all set, but thank you. Shut up. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. You don't need a sugar fix? No, he's I'm drinking good. a half a gallon of iced coffee. It's like 10 degrees outside, and he's okay? <laughs> Turning down Necco wafers. All right. You know, you want to be I'm on the, the cutting age 40, edge like so. that. <laughs> oh, I see. So you'll just, you'll just stick with meth. <laughs> Brother, I am so glad you're here. I am so glad you're here. I have um, kind of looked at your little resume there, or whatever it is you post online periodically, mm-hmm. and um, God, I have real, real great questions. Right, tell sure. me, tell me your story first of all. How are you, a New Hampshire native? Yes. Okay. How did you get hooked on theater, um, <laughs> entertainment in general? And how have you continued it? What's happening? I'm, I'm going to need an echo wave for you. So, uh, so, so basically, my theater journey um, basically just started kind of as an accident and a, I just need a credit to graduate high school. <laughs> and got choked on a neck wave. <laughs> <laughs> Those things will kill you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I needed a credit. I knew I was going to need like 
some outside of the normal credits to graduate. So I took a theater class thinking it would be just an easy, easy score, easy credit, skate on by. They offered you an acting as, as a course in, in. Yeah. So I went to I went to John Stark and Ware, um, mm-hmm. which those who don't know, at least when I was there, John Stark was a pretty artsy school. So like the arts programs were really strong back then. Um, I think they're still strong now. I haven't heard anything in a long time, but um, yeah, I my junior year I went into a theater class, acting one hundred and one, mm. and figured, oh, this I'll you know I'll just read some plays, ace a few tests, it'll be easy. Um, and the theater teacher I had back then, um, she was a former New York actress um, from way way back when. Um, and Helen Mirren? No, God, no. I, I wish. Um, also, why would she be in where? That makes I, I no have no sense. idea. I just I throw it out there. <laughs> but um, no. Uh, so she she saw something in myself and a few others, and she just kind of had an eye for certain things. And she's like, "Have you ever thought about auditioning for like a musical or something like that?" And I chuckled at first. I I, I kind of laughed at the idea, and said, you know what, why not? So I auditioned for Clue the Musical. And yeah, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. So I actually, I got the role of Mr. Green. <laughs> and it was actually a lot of fun. I mean, the music's, the music's not great. The music in that show is not great. Uh, but the concept of the show is, is very fun. Um, and had a blast doing it. And then the following, and I basically got hooked at that point. So the following year, I came back my senior year and I auditioned for Evita, got the role of Che. Um, and at that point I had met Clint Close because he did our music for Evita. And that's he did? Him. Yep. He was hey. our MD when I was in high school. So. Love you, Clint. Yep. So the, yep. Wow. Shout out to Clint Close. So it's kind of his fault I'm here now. <laughs> but, um, so that's how I met Clint and he got me plugged in with RV Productions over here in Concord. And I auditioned for Footloose for them, and I was in Greece for them. What? Yep. Way I had back no when, idea. back when they were main stage shows, before they became like an all kids organization, they did main stage shows in the summer. Back when Ryan Brown was, yep, still running things. Um, so I worked with Ryan on Footloose and on Greece. Wow. And then I kind of fell off the radar for a while. I went out to the Midwest for. Uh, for college and Where? <laughs> ministry school, believe it or not. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I had a heart for teens. You know, I had I had a heart for teenagers and and wanted to like ministry help school. kids and stuff like that. Yeah. So not religious ministry, Christian ministry. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So um, right. yeah, I went out there and and it was it was good. You know, nice people out there, but it just wasn't in the cards to stay. Um, Where in the Midwest? Uh, Oklahoma. Oh, all yeah. Right. So right yeah. on the Broken Arrow Tulsa line. All right. Yeah. Nice area. Not a lot going on besides Nothing. shopping and flatlands, I, but you know, nice people. The people I spent were very eight nice. Eight years in Kansas. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing one of my nothing. one of my best friends is from Wichita. So, not, that's where I and, lived. Yep. Love, lovely people, but yeah, not a lot going on. Yeah. 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 But um, exactly. and not a lot for theater either. So there was just kind of a stagnant lack of theater for about thirteen years. I kind of just worked jobs and started a family, had some kids, and was still kind of missing something in my life. And then in 2017, um, I had heard about Joel Mercier's Christmas Carol. Is that right? Yep. Really? In 2017. Sorry, I, I backed heard... off the mic because I was chewing the neck away. <laughs> <laughs> Old man alert. Old but, man um, alert. But uh, yeah, so that's I heard about Joel's Christmas Carol, so I took a... Uh, 
uh, a stab at it and got cast. And So, wait, and that started this whirlwind? Because you've done like Phantom and... I've never been in Phantom. You have to. I have I, not. I don't, don't be I've humble. Never, I've never been in Phantom. What? I don't know if I'd ever want to be in Phantom. What? <laughs> I have a love hate relationship this is a, with Andrew Lloyd Webber. You just is that a sacrament? Can he sin like that on the radio? <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't want to be in Phantom. <laughs> Come on, well, um, who's the guy from Baywatch? He did it. David Hasselhoff. That you mean Jekyll and Hyde? Oh, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. same thing to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> same thing to me. <laughs> so. You had all these like great roles that you've been right. That yeah, so from you've been just, on a tear. Yeah, so so it started in 2017, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of went from there. Um, and once I got the bug, I just couldn't stop. And so I worked for. So I did Christmas Carol, and then I went to. I just basically bounced from company to company. Yeah, doing different yeah, it things. seemed so like it. You Lloyd, were everywhere. I was Lloyd Dallas and Noises Off shortly after that. That's a great um, And then I was, for the summer, RB Productions came back and did another main stage show. So I came back and played Bert and Mary Poppins. Um, gosh, yep. Yeah, then did... Uh, Phantom. I did Mamma Mia with actor singers, played one of the dads, uh, Bill. Um, Mamma Mia, one of my not all-time favorites. Yeah, definitely not a show I would do again. I love um, ABBA. The musical, but but the plot is bonkers. Um, it, it just would not be a, a simple DNA test. Honestly, would have solved correct that entire problem. Correct, and then it, it would be just a ten minute show. Show and done, it'd be all over. Yeah, show done. Yeah, yeah. We'll take your fifty dollars for your ticket, and uh, <laughs> see you later. Here's a CD. You yeah. can take. <laughs> Here's the best of ABBA, Volume Two. Oh my gosh! You hear the music, Andrew. Here's your tap shoes. We're tapping our way into a commercial break because we got to pay some bills. Fire up the spam. Not the kind that comes in your email. The kind that comes in the can because we're hungry here. Necco wafers ain't cutting it. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. In studio with me is Andrew Gibson. We are coming to you from the not overly ostentatious digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. Those are both conquered. 101.9 FM in Manchester. And you can go out to nhtalkradio.com. Not now. Guy, but when she squeezed me tight, she nearly broke my spine. L O L A. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your ever so happy to be out of bed host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the Himalayan like digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord. That's New Hampshire. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM for all the beautiful souls of Manchester. And you can find this show as well as all the other ones out at nhtalkradio.com. Go there later on. You know, when you got nothing better to do and you're looking for little Jackie Pape, never mind. That's for later. In studio with me is Andrew Gibson. Andrew, is it true you actually played Spider-Man at one point? I did, actually. Tell me that story. So... 
In my because you know when I think Spider Man, I think eight foot tall guy who could be a linebacker playing Spider Man. So go so, ahead. So once upon a time, I was a lot skinnier than I am now. I, I doubt was very it. Scrum, lie, lie alert, I lie alert. The, I have the picture to prove it. Um, <laughs> yeah, at birth. <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, <laughs> but um, no. So in my before pre Christmas Carol, so before twenty seventeen. Okay. I was trying to find alternative ways to get back into Just some kind before of before the steroid days. <laughs> I have never taken drugs. That is not true. Um, okay, all right. But um so I I got in touch with a a, a, a modeling agency. Mm-hmm. I submitted a few photos and when they brought me in, um turns out I was not attractive enough to be a model. What? But um, I'm attracted to I you. Was, <laughs> I'm flattered, truly. <laughs> um, but I was, Ooh, but I was in good enough shape yeah. um, that they had a contract with Marvel Comics um, pre pre the Disney purchase, and so I they offered. It was around the time I think the third Tobey Maguire movie had come out around that time, and they basically said that we need. They do character appearances where you can go and sign autographs and take pictures with kids. And it's actually a very involved process um, where, like, they send you a video. They send you the suit. Uh-huh. So they, they get your measurements. So they send you, like, a legitimate, <laughs> okay. like, spandex suit. Uh-huh. And they send you a video. And you have to watch it. And it tells you, like, this is how you have to sign the Spider-Man signature. The Saturday and, morning cartoon wouldn't do? No. it would. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be a video. <laughs> Come on. There was a whole training video. What? Oh, yeah. To be no, Spider-Man? To be Spider-Man. And it's a very, like, rigorous thing where they're like, huh. like, these are the guidelines. These are the rules you have to set because when you're out there, like, you represent Marvel Comics. You represent Did you have to sign brand. an NDA and all that? Uh, not an NDA, okay. but I had to basically sign a thing saying, like, this is how I'm going to present myself in public for these appearances. So, like, we did, I did Walmarts, comic book shops, things in like New that. In New Hampshire? Yep. Dang, man. Yep. Um, and basically, it was designed. The whole point of character appearances, at least back then, was to line up with like the toy releases and things like that. So when the DVD came out, they had a character appearance. When the toys toy line came out, there was character appearances, and we would, you know, sign the kids action figures and take pictures with them and things like that. Did you get to keep the costume? I'd no, like, gosh, I'd like to no. borrow it. No, gosh, no, <laughs> no. So like, the, and that was the other thing. I like would look the costume, really cool. You had to like take, you had to take extra good care of it. Uh huh. And you had to basically make sure you tried as hard as possible to not rip it or anything like that because they would, oh, they would see, take I, that out yeah. of your paycheck. So that wouldn't work for so, me. So, <laughs> back then I could get away with it. Nowadays, if I tried to squeeze into that costume, I would just tear yeah, a hole right. It looked like underoos. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it'd be underoos. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so I did that for a little bit. It was a very short lived little thing, but Damn. it was fun. It was it was neat. Yeah. to you know wear a mask and not have anybody recognize you and just get to you know mess around and have fun with kids. Yeah. Are you a, are you a, a comic book fan? Now? I am. Yes. You are. Yes, I actually. Are am. you yep. deeply involved in the MCU DCU? Uh, the films, yes. Yeah. Not. I, I I feel like they've taken a little dip. In you the do, last few huh? Years, yeah. Just because I feel like it's you want to get in there. Okay, let's get in. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Their um, shows have been terrible. Yeah, I I think Lately. some of the shows aren't too bad. I like Loki. Loki's good. I love Loki's Loki. very good. Um. But yeah, it's more of like a they're doing the whole quality, you know, quantity over quanti- quality. It's terrible. I and it's just you know for every like good project that comes out, there's like two or three really bad yeah. ones, and yeah. it's just 
The Marbles opens today, and I'm not looking forward to it. Um, but I, because the trailer looks terrible, it looks like they filmed some of those scenes out in my backyard. Like they asked me to paint my garage black, and then they would go in there and film it at night. You know, you know. If, if you are gave, we going to be sued? Do you think? Uh, I don't want to mess with the. <laughs> there mouse. goes your Spider Man. I, I don't want to mess with the mouse. <laughs> we'll be getting uh, a little legal notice here shortly. But that's how I feel. Look, I've been. I'm with you. I've been trying to follow these guys for a long time, yeah. and the quality's just been going downhill. This isn't a secret. Yeah. I mean, they've had terrible problems. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and I think that's that's just, you know, when you try to churn something out like an assembly line mm-hmm. rather than taking yes. the care. Yes. In in you know, and it's the same thing with like characters or when you when you produce a show or direct a show. If you don't put the care into the story, the characters, like what are you doing to make the audience love or hate or like feel something when, when they're watching something? Yeah. People look for an escape when when they when exactly. they do entertainment. Um it was actually um, my theater teacher who taught me that. How to be Spider-Man? No. Oh. For performance. Got you. Um, when you have, like, anyone can make money. Like, money can always be made. People will always spend X amount of money to go see a show or a movie or what have you. But one of the things they can't get back is their time. So mm. what are you doing to make sure you're not wasting their time Ooh, when you're up there? Interesting. That's an interesting, yeah, I like that. Did I read on your uh, website, Instagram page, or something? You do vocal training, and are not, you not vocal training? So I I, I dabble in voiceover. Okay, uh, that is actually a potential career path that I have been pursuing for some time. Now. We're going to come back to that because I want to okay. find out more yeah. about it. But so yeah, so t- you do vocal. So I do, I do, I do voices. Um, One of the things I specialize in is is accents. I do accents. I do different vocal tones, stylings. Um, I'm not good with impressions, oddly enough. I don't really do impressions. So how did you come upon the, the, did you take study for it? I mean, to, to do, to be able to, I don't want to say teach, but well, I don't know what you I don't teach. That. Okay. Yeah, I don't teach. Did you say coaching? No, what did, what I did don't you do say? coaching. What did you say you do? I just, so I just, I, I record stuff on my socials and I've been trying to apply to do essentially voiceover in either animation or Are you helping you. out the um, Christmas Carol up in... I, I am helping with dialect. God, um, dialect. For, for, for got, got, the got, Christmas Carol in Laconia, yes. I'm helping them with um, their accents and things like that. And where did you learn to do that? Um, just oh, just through practice. Oh. <laughs> I never went to school for it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it's either through through YouTube or through training I found online, um, but nothing I went to a formal school for. Dang, dang, um, dang, just, dang. I got to work with a lot of people over the years. Um, one of my earliest professional theater experiences with working at the palace for a couple of years when was that um 2004 2005 oh okay that is way back yeah so i i worked in there and got to work with some amazing amazing uh performers and just learned from them they so, taught me all kinds of different things <laughs> good and bad um Tell me about voiceover work. How, how did you how did you stumble upon it? Do you, have you done any? Not not formally in a professional sense. Okay. Um, like I said, most of what I post is just on my socials, uh, either for fun or just to practice and get more experience. Um, but it's it's it's. I've always been more fascinated about voicing and playing different characters. It's fun to do it on stage, mm-hmm. but to be able to flex different voices behind a microphone and have them be animated on a screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the sort of the 
I don't know if anonymity is the right word, but like to not be a public face, to yeah. just have the voice and play the characters. Um, do you have do you have yourself a little booth and all that stuff? Did you set stuff up? So I so, have I have a little bit of soundproofing in my apartment. Yeah, um, I have a little bit of soundproofing. I have some decent studio quality mics um, that I use in a little box to keep, you know, yes, to keep things nice yes. and, and contained. Yes, uh, I've heard of these. Yep. So I, I have a little bit of a setup. I use my laptop. I use my phone. Um, I have. Um, some really uh, decent high-end blue. So, have you sent any stuff out? Have um, you actually like audition material? Out I there? have sent out reels uh, to backstage before. You I've have. Sent, yep. Uh, nothing has bitten yet. But, yeah. Um, to do now, have you done any like books? Do you uh, audio books or anything? Not yet, but would love to. That's supposed to be big business, man. I, I've big heard that. Business. I've heard that. Um, yeah, I know. There's a lot of people. I mean, it takes a certain amount of like, monk. Monkness, where you, where you don't mind spending eight hours by yourself with yourself, but I understand it. It um, can be very lucrative, but it's kind of a tough business to break into now. Is it? It, it Have you can. Heard that? Be, it can be. Um, I, now that the strike is coming to a little bit of a close, maybe some stuff will start to open Ooh, up. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, hang on. I hear the music. Here's your white jazz gloves. We're gonna shake our jazz hands on our way out. Oh, I think we might have some Velveeta this break. Yes, Spam and Velveeta. That's what we're having. Just won't get it on our gloves. This is NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard of me once in a while. We're coming to you from the neverly over-ostentatious digs of the KXL Studios in Concrete. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. 101.9 FM for you happy blessed souls of Manchester nhtalkradio.com is the URL Andrew and I have more to chat about are in the studios of WKXL, streaming love, peace, joy, and NECA wafers. I might even have got a little cheese whiz on me during that last break. Who knows? You can find us at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. For those of you who have radios, if you remember what those used to be, 101.9 FM in Manchester and nhtalkradio.com. Yeah, made my own little jingle there. I might have to patent that, Andrew. I might. Have, I think I'm. I think I'm feeling some uh, royalties coming on from that. Oh boy! Yeah, baby. Yeah. Andrew was telling me because I asked him about the uh, voiceover gig. Are there like characters who you you know who was just great at it? Robin Williams. Oh, absolutely! Uh, what a gift. He he was like a huge huge influence huh? in terms of like not only just the like a character thing but character comedic timing yeah with those characters and being able to just kind of off the cuff. I mean, he creates. He just I don't even know how to describe what he could do. Uh, I mean, it couldn't be emulated, you know. It yeah, imitated but never never yeah, duplicated. Yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah. I mean, when you when you've got a studio that has to animate a character around you. Mm-hmm. Because you're just going off in a sound booth and have to redo all the animation to go with whatever's happening in the booth. I mean, that that is gold in and of itself. 
<laughs> Hang on, I'm choking on a neck wave. <laughs> CPR. <laughs> Get out the paddles. Dang. <laughs> Andrew. Okay, I'm back. They've revived me. Are you about to perform in Boston? I am. Oh, bing, 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 yep. bing, bing. Yep, so... Tell uh, me that story. Yep, so that's... um. So yes, Phantom of the Opera. Not Phantom of the Dang Opera. Dang it! Never Phantom. Dang it! <laughs> um, Dang it! <laughs> I think you really like Phantom. I know nothing about oh, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so yes, so I will be in Boston along with some other wonderful performers, uh, January through February, uh, January twenty seventh um, through the end of February, uh, with Evil Dead the Musical, the HD tour. Dang. Um, at the the BCS Plaza, you get to theater. wear a chainsaw hand. I do not. No, oh, so I'm not playing it. Ash. Um, Ash will be played by the wonderful Brian McGee, um, mm. who played Ash in previous tours, um, pre-pandemic. Um, I think he was in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's wonderful. He's really? absolutely incredible. Um, so he's he'll be playing our Ash, and I am playing. Um, if you're familiar with at least Evil Dead Two. Um, because the musical is based on the first, it is drawn heavily from the first three films uh, in the franchise. Yep. Uh, Evil Dead 1, 2, and Army of Darkness. Um, I'm playing Ed and the Faker Shemp, as well as a couple of other little vocal roles. I see. How'd that come about? So that came about um, in... Did you have to audition for it? I did not. What? Um, so oh, because they've seen you play Phantom, and so they I, know no, you're gonna. No, um, so so I actually so the director, um, the director and co-director uh, Maddie and Alicia Gregg. Uh, I worked with Maddie on uh, Joseph with Actor Singers uh, this past um, not last year, but this not this past year, but the year before, um, and he played our Pharaoh, um, and I was Reuben, and had a great time. Got to know him. He's a wonderful guy. Um, and he basically has a long history with this show. Um, really? He played Ash himself once, or a few times actually. Uh, but yeah, he, he was once an Ash and was on tour. And this is kind of this show is kind of like his baby, and he's a super Evil Dead fan. Oh. And he basically, um, I had reached out when they were doing the show in Nashua. Because um, I unfortunately was not able to audition for it, uh, but I did reach out when I found out they were going to Boston. I was like, you know, if you need crew or anybody, like I just wanted to help in some way. You did, and just because I loved the idea of it, I went to saw the sh- see the show and I loved it. I was like, if you need any help, just let me know. I'd be happy to come help you guys out with whatever. And they needed a part filled, and so I met with them and dang, got into the role and just just because of that's working. it. That's how you got it. Yep. Son of a gun! <laughs> so, have you have you guys had any rehearsals yet? Um, just just a uh, just a live read, and I'm working with them on the dances. I'm working with a few people on the dances and stuff because I'm really one of only like two people that need to be caught up to speed. Oh, because um, the rest of the cast has already performed together. They all oh they all know what they're doing. So I'm kind of the newbie coming in and needing to learn everything. So there's like a couple of dance numbers I need to learn. There's some uh, just some standard blocking and. Um, just some of the music. So what kind of a schedule would you guys be on? So it's kind of a wonky schedule. Our schedule starts like mid-January, and I think we actually rehearse in the space. So we'll be going to Boston like every day prior to tech, like leading up into the actual show premiere to run in the space and learn that spacing and 
Get is, it blocked down. So what is, are there that many people who are like cult followers? I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Um, so, I mean, that's the thing about a show like, a show like this is that it, it draws heavily on the cult following. It's a cult classic film. Yeah. It's got it's got a huge fan base. And so like they expect to see certain things, you know. So yeah. we have to make sure that the characters Seriously. are played a certain way, that that we make sure that we hit the the comedic notes and we kinda it's so because the, the the show is really a love letter to the films. Yeah. Like even though it covers story wise the first three films, there's a lot of Easter eggs from that cover, you know, the 2013 remake and Evil Dead Rise and Ash versus the Evil Dead TV show. So oh like, there's God. little references uh, peppered throughout the musical that wow. eagle-eyed fans would pick up on. So who wrote it? Who who decided to make it a Broadway show? <laughs> Caught him off guard. <laughs> Hello, <did>. Google. <laughs> <laughs> While you're doing that, <clears throat> excuse me, you said the title actually had HD in it. Yeah, so there's actually so, um, so there is so the music, there's Evil Dead the Musical and there's Evil Dead the Musical the HD tour. So Evil Dead the Musical, they're both the same show. They okay. have the same music, right. um, but the HD tour, um, what we do is a little different. We don't have a formal set, so what we use is an LED screen that basically oh. digitally has oh. the cabin and everything on it. Yeah. So our actors will move on stage based on how the screen is rotating to emulate the cabin that must be cool yeah and we have a splatter zone for people who like to get splashed with fake blood what oh, like yeah. a gallagher concert kind of yeah it's, it's like a gallagher rock concert except uh, it's blood but you know zombies, instead of watermelon with, with dead people and <laughs> yeah yeah it's great <laughs> are there like bits of pieces of brains that like get land on you and on your raincoat or whatever if you're in the front row what's uh yeah so ponchos and things like that yeah yes yeah, yeah. yes uh, you you might have some ponchos. You might not. I guess I'll just have to get some tickets and find out. Uh, what? Where is it going to be? What so, theater? So it's at in Boston. Yeah, um, it's going to be at the uh, the BCS Plaza, the Plaza Theater. It's a it's a it's kind of it's like a pseudo black box. Okay, uh, it's only a little over hundred seats. Okay, um, but it, again, it's very intimate because it's not it's not a huge cast show. It's not a big. Really, it sounds like it would be. It's not. It's it's really. Um, it's only a handful of us, and we're doing all our own costume changes. Everything I mean, and it's it's a fairly light. It's a light cast. It's a it's a small ensemble cast, yeah. and it's great. Um, what kind of a performance schedule? How, a month? Something in Halloween? So it's I think um, so. Basically, like I said, we run January twenty seventh through February, and I think it's Thursday through Sunday. Ugh, matinees. Um, with Sunday, I think being the. <clears throat> Matinee. Matinee. Yeah. I know nobody likes matinees. I hate matinees. But yeah, surprisingly, I've noticed a trend like in the last like year or so, matinees have been selling pretty well um, for well, certain shows. It's all and, us and old I'm, people. Not really. Like surprisingly, okay. yeah, they're, they're, right. it's kind of a it's a little eclectic mix, and I'm a little surprised. Um, but yeah, I, I just hate them for a couple of reasons. One, I can't recover enough. From the night before. I mean, if you've really put everything you have into the night before, there's just not enough turnaround time for me. <laughs> it's radio. You can say something. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have enough. You know, seriously, if you if, let's say you're in some crazy musical and you're putting it all out there, you know, and you need some kind of turnaround time, don't you? Uh, to 
to do a matinee? You got to get up at like nine in the morning to get ready to be in the. I mean, this is this is kind of the life we choose. So, oh my god, oh my god, I hate matinees. I hate them with a. I mean, you, you've done a one man show, like you, I you did. <laughs> yes, I did. But I still hate matinees. They just because I you need mentally you need time to get back in in psyched. You know, you get psyched up for for the role. You know, I'm mm. mother of God. Where did that come? Yes. That's the music. We gotta pay some bills. And I think I smell the Velveeta burning on the sta- on the stove upstairs. It's NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. I gotta go put out a fire. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhstockradio.com. I'm coming! Matilda with me. Welcome back. Hang on, I'm putting down my can of tab here. Tastes like freaking medicine. Good God almighty. You have found NH Unscripted. I am your Neil Diamond lookalike host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the top of the Himalayas over here in Concord. The studios of WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. And for you Gracious, happy, lucky souls in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And for all of you who don't even know what an FM or an AM is, get out of here. Go over to nhtalkradio.com. Punch those little things into the computer. See what comes up. Andrew Gibson is in the studio with me today. We're talking anything we want to talk about, basically. That's dangerous. uh, Yes, it is. What do you got coming up? Uh, so right now, uh, yep. besides uh, the aforementioned Evil Dead in January, which um, is in I, Boston, which is in Boston, yeah, um, I, we get the big dogs in here. <laughs> um, I the only other thing I have coming up right now is Christmas Carol in Laconia. What? Yeah. How's that going? It's going pretty well. You and the ninety other people. <laughs> I think it's seventy-five. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Boy, somebody's doing <clears throat> air traffic control on that stage. <laughs> Not me. I'm not doing air traffic. No, no, gosh, no. Um, you know, so what are you playing there? I am playing Marley for the second you year. You dog. Yes, yep. you are. Of course you yeah, are. Yes, so I, I sort of stepped into your shoes yeah, you last get to wear year your Spider-Man suit? I don't. What? No, no, I had to send the suit back. Dang it. Yeah, that, that is now property of Marvel Comics. Dang it. Which is also property of yeah. the mouse. Yes. Yes, they're having their own issues this year. <laughs> so, um... What so you you're going to be doing Christmas Carol? Then mm-hmm. you've got um, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yeah. Then what? You, are you that not you planning anything, that far out? Not anything massively lined up yet, but I'm sure something will. Yeah. turn up. Is anything on your radar? Is this stuff uh, there? There up is that? some stuff on radar, but can't discuss. Oh, it for God's moment. sakes! It's just you and me. You can tell <laughs> me these. You the can whisper sweet little those. nothings into my ears. So are there um, are there roles that you've been very very proud to take on? Oh, for sure. Like um, Phantom. 
No. Jekyll and Hyde. Well, there you go. Um, there you go. Same show. So so roll so nice. I roll so nice. I did them twice. Um, yeah yeah. Did did you like Jekyll? I did. I did. Why? It was um, it was a role that when I was younger, I mean, and we're talking last year. No. <laughs> well, you were I younger mean, last year. Technically, yes. <laughs> But no, I mean when I was like nine, eighteen, nineteen, um, I it was a role that I never thought in a million years I'd ever play because um, back then vocal range was just not where it needed to be. Yeah, couldn't pull off a part like that if if if, if my life depended on it. Um, after years of practice and working with the right people, um, you know, I when I took a stab at it the first time, I thought there's no way. Yeah, and especially when I saw some of the other guys in that in that audition room, like there was just, some, I was like, I did the best I could. A little intimidating? A little intimidating. And like guys with vocal range is far superior. Cause you know, everybody judges it based on the Jekyll role. Because yeah. he's got the biggest song in the show. Yeah. And, but what the trick was is when I found out that I got cast, I had asked them cause I thought I just couldn't believe, I was like, why? I had to ask. Yeah. Like, cause I, I'm like, yeah. why? Like, as I I would have asked why not. you too. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why me? <laughs> And because we all it, that it wasn't just about well, it wasn't just about the Jekyll, you needed to hide as well. And they had plenty of Jekylls, but no one that could oh, do both. Oh, that that's was, interesting. That was, the that was that was what the seller was was someone who could do both. Oh my convincingly. god! And so, not only did obviously that gave me a warm and fuzzy, yeah, having more confidence to like, okay, so I can actually do this. Um, the role was ex- the role's exhausting. Is it? Yeah, it's extremely exhausting, but very satisfying, especially with an audience that not only is familiar with the work but just loves the music, loves the show. Um, it was just a lot of fun, and fun enough that I wanted to take it on a second time. So both Ooh. both the run with the Majestic in 2019 and the run with Pittsfield in 2022. Um, both both sets of audiences were were great. And so both casts <clears throat> let's talk about the actor's perspective here for a second. Sure. When you did it the first time, mm-hmm. and you were done, did you think there was more you could have done, and oh, so sure. you wanted to do it again, and you adapted some of those things into the new one? And do you think it worked? The second was better than the first. I I think the. I think that there there were pros and cons for both, but I do think this overall the second was better than the first because yeah. I did get to play with some things I didn't get to try the first time. Vocally around. or just physically? Uh, both. Yeah, a little of both. Um, I I would say you got to do the da- David Hasselhoff oh, hair throw gosh. thing. I I honestly I avoided it as much as humanly possible. <laughs> um, the, the, most people I know share my opinion. I despise the Hasselhoff version. I. Not to say that there weren't amazing performers in the Hasselhoff. I feel the lawyers writing up the papers now. (laughs) You know, Germany loves him. God bless him. I mean, they can have him. They can have him. Um, You know, but I it's it was more especially with some of the fight choreo and things like that. I think our fight choreo the second time around was infinitely better. Really? Oh, yeah. We, We got to try. New things. Um, I mean, for those unfamiliar with the show, Hyde kills a lot of people. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially at the top of the second act. I mean, he blitzes right through the board of governors, and there's a whole song about it. Yeah. Literally called "Murder, Murder." Not my favorite song in the show. <laughs> I think it just runs a little too long. I mean, it's it's a quarter of act two. Really? It's, it's a bit too much. 
Yeah. Wow. The, the song is just, it goes on forever. Wow. Unnecessarily. But there's a lot of deaths just, you know, blocked and choreographed within that song. And so, you know, we've got people being thrown in front of trains. we got people who are getting stabbed. We have people who are getting their necks snapped and choked. And then the first time around, we just had either stabs or neck strangles like that was it that was that was that was the limitations of what we had for fight so it, it just kind of got repetitive and uh-huh. old so at least we had some flavor sprinkled on so how did you accomplish a lot of those are the effects difficult to do no i mean seems like I, it would be i mean a lot of it's just with lighting it's it's lighting it's sound effects it's just it's it's body placement just making sure people land in the right spot um, I think for, for Pittsfield, what we did was for the train bit, when we had someone get run over by the train, we had them, they rolled down the stairs. And then when they hit the bottom platform, we just shined a light on them from oh. off stage that looked like a train light. And we killed all the other lights with a train sound effect. So that, oh, and then they just cool. quickly got off stage in the blackout. Gotcha. So, um, having done it twice now, are you still finding things that you would put back in or that you would want to try if you got a chance? I am. I, 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 and I mean, I do that with everything. Yeah. There are certainly, there was only a handful of roles that I would ever play, want to play twice or even three times. Um, the only way I would maybe play Jekyll and Hyde or try to play Jekyll and Hyde again is with the right director or right team. It would take the right people for mm-hmm. me to want to do it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course. I mean, everything I do, I look at it and go, what could I do differently next time around? You know, <clears throat> for people who don't know, he says that like everyone does it, but not everyone does that. No. I just had Michael uh, Cobb in here, and um, w- we were talking about this very thing. You know, there, there are a lot of actors who just don't care to get better. They don't care to, you know, they, they'll just do it over and over and never, ever, ever, ever try to think about how it could be done differently or uh, how to make it more layered. That's the thing is like this is this is like something I want to do for the re- like the rest of my life. The fact that I would take on even like professional gigs and do that. like I don't just want to stay in the realms of, you know, New Hampshire community theater as yeah. much as I love this New Hampshire. And I do. I love this community. I love the people in it. Um, but, you know, there's you can only grow so far and then you want to keep going. Right. And, and you can only go so far with just community theater. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, it, and that's not a bad thing. Some people are totally comfortable with just doing that. And that's yep. great. God God bless you. Uh, you know, that's great. Um, but I want to go beyond it. And so, yeah, I'm always looking for ways to improve, always looking for... I would think your connection in Boston is going to be just um, fabulous. You know, the people you're meeting, the, the chance to um, rub shoulders and make connections, networking down there. Yeah. One, can, one can hope, yeah. Yeah. No. And, like, and like I said, this in, the entire cast is fantastic. Like, every one of them is great. Um, I have close friends in there. I have people in that cast that I haven't seen since I was, like, 18. Um, I don't know if you know Stuart Harmon. I don't. Um, local uh, professional actor for the Palace Theater. Um, oh. He's, oh, yeah, he's worked with them for a long time. He plays our Jake um, in Evil Dead, and he's phenomenal. Um, the whole cast is really, 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 really good. So, are you so, you have an orchestra, or are you doing tracks? Everything is done on tracks. Man, I hate tracks too. Uh, everybody hate hates matinees tracks. and I hate they, tracks. They, <laughs> what I know I it's the it's the it's the double hitter. No, it's an old man. <laughs> dang it, dang it! I hear the music. All right, all right. I have to put a plug in this one. You have been listening to NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. Glad to be out of bed.
bread so I could have jello and applesauce. And I think, I think I probably cleaned out the cheese whiz up there. Anyway, we're coming to you from the studios of WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM for the Angels in Manchester. And hey, go out to nhtalkradio.com. All the gold's out there, too. You can find all of the uh, archives as well as the other shows here at the studio out there. Now you can go out. Get the cheese whiz. Get the jello. Get the spam. Bye. <laughs>